I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Okay, so today's episode of the Foyne Jones Show brings me closer to home, Tony. It brings me to um, Wimbledon Village, home of Uncle Bulgaria and Aranoko, the Wombles of Wimbledon Common are we, but we're here at Day True in your, no sh- in your new showroom. Tony Robson, welcome to the podcast. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, welcome to Wimbledon. But um, not the first time for me, but the first time for young Callum. Yeah, and Callum, I think you've... Uh, He's already found a place to live, so oh, yeah. that's... Uh... I mean, we, we, we will bring to life the, the wow factor of this showroom. When you went downstairs, because, and I'm going to say it, you know, you couldn't turn the, uh, you couldn't turn the remote music system off. No, totally. No, no, no. we, we needed to phone a friend to get some help. But when you went to turn the music off, Callum just said, wow, this is amazing. If you have the effect on anyone who walks through the door, that's, that, that's really good. And for Callum as well, how nice for you, Callum, to, uh, to walk in somewhere and, and Tony says, I actually think I know you already. Yeah, it's, it's, well, that, that's the power of LinkedIn, isn't it? That's yeah. the power of LinkedIn, the power of what we do. But we're going to learn about yourself, Tony. We're going to learn about the, the day true story. And then we're going to bring some of your passions in. And, uh, but let's, let, let's, let's, let's get to know you a little bit, Tony. So to kick things off, tell me about yourself, your background, who you are, what you're doing now, and why we're sitting on this lovely sofa, looking at a blue sky across the streets of Wimbledon. Yeah, so, um, you know, I always say I'm just a, a, you know, a normal lad from a council estate in Leicester. Not very academic, um, although I think I probably picked more up at school than I gave myself credit for. You know, when I spoke to teachers since school, they always said I had it, but never used it. Um, but I think I was always a dreamer. I yeah. think I always thought that I could do something with my life, and, you know... In the old days, you know, I wanted to be an actor and I played a lot of golf and, you know, I ended up, you know, my dad actually unfortunately died while I was playing golf with him. He had an heart attack while I was playing golf with him. And um, I thought that told me, I thought it was like God telling me to take up golf. I think it was God telling me not to, the truth was. So my first thing, I I was a professional golfer. Okay. Um, What sort? I wasn't on to okay. that, and that was the old point really. For me, for me, being a professional golfer is about winning the Open, yeah. not teaching a seventy-year-old person to play golf, you know, and be stuck in a. Tell you a funny story day. once. Right? I tell you a funny story. When I was in a young builders merchant career, I, I was repping, so you know, played a bit of golf back then in yeah. the day. There weren't mobile phones and stuff, but I remember having a golf lesson just up there at the we would have golf course. Yeah, yeah. He, he really didn't want to teach me that guy. No, 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 and that's the problem. Standing in a shop all day counting tees and selling yeah. pop is not what professional golfer is so I should have you know realistically I should have gone into a drama and acting um, thankfully my kids look like they're going to do that now and hopefully they'll be successful at it but you know so I sort of um, I, I went through jobs I worked in a sports shop for um, seven years um, and it was a really sort of um, product based sports shops it was rackets bats and balls it wasn't fashion clothing and yeah. everything else and we used to have all these reps come in and say, you know, and, and they come in in the nice suits and they'd be driving the BMW 3 Series and everything else. And I thought, you know what, I want a piece of that. So I sort of, I, I decided to become a rep and I, and I remember I wrote loads of CVs off and I ended up getting a job. And I, funnily enough, I got a job working down in the head office was in Brentford. And um, so I got a bit of that London life sort of thing straight in the way. And I did that for a year, but with the sole intention of I'm going to go back to... Um, repping in the yeah. sports trade I want to be a night rep I want to be an Adidas rep sort of thing 
And um, after a year, I'd kind of done what I needed to do to get my foot on the ladder in that role. And, I th you know, I thought, right, I'm going to go out there. And I wasn't particularly enjoying it. I, I wasn't particularly like it was a Swiss company, very weird. I didn't particularly enjoy it. But I'd done a year and been quite successful at it as well. So, again, CVs went out, went out to, a, you know, a few different companies. And I got invited to a few jobs, a couple of sports jobs, actually, not Nike or Adidas. I think I'd have probably done that, but um, I did what get... What sort of level was it? was it? Was it like a few below? Reps, just, just, yeah. a rep, just a rep job yeah. sort of thing. You know, the basic area sales manager yeah, yeah, going yeah. out and everything else. And so, so so you'd be taking those those sportswear products into what, sports shops? Yeah, yeah. going into sports yeah, okay. shops and then taking orders yeah. for X amount of pairs of yeah. trainers or whatever and stuff like that. But while, one of the people that asked me to come and interview was a company called um, Spring Round Bathrooms, as okay. it was then, that later we called mm. Jacuzzi. And I remember that I, uh, you know, I got in and called up for an interview in Bradford, and I went up there, and we, I met a guy called Tony Barnes, um, who became my boss. And it's quite funny, actually. Uh, Tony Barnes rang me yesterday out the really? from the middle of nowhere. I've not seen, I've not heard from him for about three or four years, and he rang me yesterday from the middle of nowhere. And it's great because, as I always say to him, he's the guy that got me selling bogs for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't know whether to want to kiss yeah. him or kill him, sort of thing. So it's, um, but on that same day, I started with a lad called Nick Gravel as well, who's now sales director at uh, Kudos Showers. You see me smiling. Huh? Yeah, and it's uh, and it's funny because it's it's you know it's um, he rang me yesterday as well so in, in one day the two people that I started this journey off the day before I'm going to talk about my journey in this industry both called me on the same day so, so let's keep going on the on the Tony Robson story so you mentioned your children there yeah. you, you mentioned that they might be going into acting so so can we talk about them the, yeah, the yeah, yeah I'd love to talk about yeah. them it's my favourite subject I suppose so um, two girls um, Georgia Daniela Georgia's 20 she's at Liverpool University doing drama Daniela's 15, she lives in Leicester um, with a mum and she, she also does a lot of drama and dance and everything else. You know, I always say that they, they got their drama once and everything, for, and I think their mum would say this as well, from, <laughs> from the dad sort of thing. Um, you, know, when I, you know, when I live with them, I mean, I'm, you know, a, a divorced parent sort of thing, but when I live with them, you know, I was always singing songs from the musicals, yeah. I love musicals. What's your favourite musical? West Side Story. West Side Story, of course. Yeah. Are you going to belt a bit out for us now? I could do, but you I'm could not going to. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to ask you, I say that. Don't ask, you don't care. I know, yeah. weirdly, I know every word and every song to really? that. Yeah, so, so, so it was, so, so that, that means it's ingrained in you, yeah. doesn't it? Is. it? Yeah, 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 it is. And that musicals and, yeah. and, and that whole theatrical side is... Is that from childhood? Yeah, 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 it was. When I was at junior school, I was in all school plays yeah. and everything else. So, more importantly, the Tony Robson story, you, your daughter's 15 and 20, mm -hmm. that, that brings its own challenges, but, but you, you're enjoying that? The, the, yeah, the no, I, no, no, I love it, and to be fair to them, they're, they're brilliant. You know, yeah. everyone says, oh, you've got daughters in it, you know, it's going to be true. My eldest has got a, you know, a boyfriend that she's been with for a couple of years now who's a nice lad, although he's a gooner, which is not so, so good. But so, so, families are important, and I think when you... You know, the one thing I've always noticed about yourself is the first time you've really spoke properly is that, you know, your personality comes through. What I liked is when you were launching this showroom and, you know, you were just, just getting it up and running, you were talking about your time in the racket shop. But it's it, it's amazing for me to see how your journey's en you en ended up here. So let, let's, let's bring the journey up, up to where we are now. So 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 let, let's go through that next stage. So we're, we're, we're leaving, I think, the corporate world now. And we're going yeah, so, to... so I spent 20... No, not 20. I've been in the industry now 22 years. So I left the corporate world after about 13 years, I reckon. Um, most of it was spent at Jacuzzi, Spring Ram. I, I went off and 
worked for British Gypsum and a company called Jelbrim for a while, but then ended up back at Spring Ram. A um, couple of other things. Um, I worked at Mayfair Taps and Showers for a while and, 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 and had a reasonably successful commercial career. But all the time I was going around showrooms and, you know, thinking, just thinking it could be done better. Something's mm. not quite right about this. And then my grandma and granddad, the truth is my grandma and granddad died very close to each other and left me some money. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to put my mouth, money where my mouth is. And that's when I opened my first ever business, which was called Plug in Leicester, yeah. 10 years Quite ago. Quite nice. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was just a bathroom business, because um, uh, uh, that's all I knew, really, uh, initially. Um, and, it, and it was. And, uh, you know, when we did it, we, you know, the show, it was a fantastic showroom. I remember, you know, when we did the launch, a lot of press came up. Um, it's when I first started really engaging with the, the, the real trade press and getting to know them. And, and a lot of people were saying, what an amazing showroom. It'd be amazing in London. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not in London, yeah. I'm in Leicester. Mm. Um, How did you find that, though? Because that's, that's like sort of almost undervaluing. Yeah, it did. And that's, that's undervaluing a, the offer, isn't that's it? That's exactly how I found it. You know, it's as though, well, there's no money in Leicester. But actually, my, you know, the plan was was to, 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 to sort of aim it at the, the, the design conscious... Um, if any, you know, if I'm being honest, the design conscious, more wealthy people of Leicester, mm. and, and that was the model was was aiming at that. And there is a lot of them in Leicester. Mm. And if you've got your if you've got your your offer right, they will come to you. Um, which means actually you've got quite a close market. So actually, you know, it was kind of con- it was it was kind of the opposite to what I was being told. It was in mm. Leicester for a reason. Yeah. Um, and it was successful. You know, it's, it's, it was it was it was success, successful at the beginning. I bought a plumbing company at the same time of doing it, which is how I got the space, which was an absolute nightmare, um, which ended up me having, you know, a few financial problems and we had to bring some investors in, which is where it all went tits up. But um, I suppose the best thing that ever happened about Plug is that I met Hayley. Yeah. Um, Hayley was um, the design manager director at CP Heart at the time. We were, we, we was um, selling some CP Heart products um, of their exclusive range in Leicester because they didn't have a showroom in Leicester and they gave access to it. And during that journey, I met Hayley, who took us on a tour around the, the big CP Heart showroom in Waterloo. She flirted with me madly, although she wouldn't admit that. Um, and, and weirdly, you know... I mean, the problem we've got is Hayley's not in the room. Too, no, to, exactly. To which is exactly, mate. Which is so, exactly why yeah. I'm getting the chance yeah. to, yeah. uh, to, to tell the yeah. true story, yeah. that sort of thing. So I'm, uh, I'll enjoy listening to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's, we met a couple of more times, you know, swapped a few emails, nothing serious really, but, and then, you know, three or four months later, just through chance, we, we, I actually, it was, it was while we was doing the build and everything else, I met her, and actually she came to the launch party, it was a February, it was a, she'll tell, she does tell this story better than me, because it was a February evening, it was pissing it down with rain, um, and she said, she actually says to herself, why the hell am I driving to Leicester in this pouring rain? And it's because we did, we did a really cool invite. We had this clear, clear plastic tube with the invite in it with a plug. You know, one of the yeah, old yeah. black plugs. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black stoppers. Yeah, the black yeah. And, and she just And she just sort of, she was, you know, so impressed with that that she just felt, I've yeah. got to go and, you know, these guys are trying to do something different. I need to go but and you, see you've them. taken those subtle little touches into, you know, I mean, just here, you know, just walking on, on the journey here, up, up, up to the penthouse, down to the cellar, and or down to the spa. You know, there are those subtle little touches that, that make the experience stand out slightly, isn't it? It's, the, it's different. It's not good. It's there. You're going to remember taking that plug out 
Yeah, and make a difference. And, and I suppose my personal journey through all, all of that. All about this, the plug, mate. Yeah. Nothing to do with charisma. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but it's uh, it's all about trying to be a little bit different. Mm. That if, if if you can sum up what I try to do with my life and, and with this business and you know and with the team and that you know and the culture that I'm trying to build, it's all about being a little bit different. That's the, the that's the real key thing that I'm going to be. You know, I. I've worked very closely with a design agency in Belfast for many years through my corporate life and then then going into you know my, my entrepreneurial life and there's a guy there that you know I look to very much as my I call him my design mentor his name's Marks he had Marks M mentor M for mentor hates me calling him that but and he taught me about design and he taught me about the importance of design and how design um, affects your life every day you know street signs were designed you know, curves are designed, everything. So design is in absolutely everything mm. you do. You know, the microphone we're speaking into is designed, you know, and, and, and kind of, and one of his things were, but you've always got to be, you've always got to offer something different. You know, we're in a really tough market. Mm. How are we going to survive to everyone else? Well, you know, the market's not growing. So you have to buy, you have to, you have to win your business from getting more market yeah. share. Well, how do you do that? By being a little bit different. So it's those little bits of attention to detail that you've just said that make us a point mm. of difference, you know, and that's that to me is that to me is ultimately. Good, good. I ask you a question just to end the first section of the show. You mentioned a couple of things, and I, and I loved it. You said you had your corporate life and your entrepreneurial life. Yeah. What version of you do you prefer? Um, I like. I prefer the entrepreneurial yeah. life. I, I, I miss some of the corporate yeah. life. What do you miss? The teamwork. Yeah. I really miss the teamwork. I used to love working in a yeah. big team. I used to love that, you know, I ended up, my favourite role, I mean, I ended up being sales director, commercial, I ended up travelling around the world sourcing bathroom products. Um, oh, okay. But the role I really enjoyed, I loved, used to love being an account manager. Yeah. Because that way you was, you, you was involved in every aspect of your yeah. business, transport, finance, sales, marketing. And, and because you was in a big company, you had a big yeah. team around you, and I and I love that team camaraderie. To be honest with you, um, and so and, and being an entrepreneur is a more lonely journey. Yeah. You know, when you're at the top, who have you got to go to? Who have you got for support and everything mm. else? So that's, pro that's probably why I'm on my fifth midlife crisis, mate. I'm, I'm not 45, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's I spend. I, I walked into Travis. Everyone knows this story, so I'll do the quick version. But I walked into Travis for a summer's job. And I spent nine and three quarter years there from bottom to top and then ran London for Juicing. But when I look back to, I mean, I launched Foreign Jones in 2003, so a long, long time ago. But when I look back to what I enjoyed the most about my time as sales director, sales manager, it was the team I had. It was my team of reps. It was it was that challenge when I was the young governor and they were all older than me to, yeah, yeah. to get them on board. Then it was the, the nurturing, seeing people that worked for me, you, you took out of a out of the counter or you know selling like, like you were selling sports uh, sportswear someone's giving that chance to go on the road taking someone from behind the jump selling just looking at tickets to going on the road for the first time seeing them go on and become successful yeah, yeah that that buzz of that team and it was something quite special and about then, that. And that and that's you know that's no different to me really mm. you know i said about me traveling you know if you'd have told me when i you know five years even five five years into my corporate journey that I was going to go to China, I was going to go to Thailand, Malaysia, you know, wherever I went, Turkey, you know, all, everywhere. If you'd, I'd just never have believed it. Mm. If you'd have told me today that I've got Chinese friends, I've got Thai friends that I still stay in touch with, I'd never have believed it. Well, why? Because I suppose, ultimately, it's because I had the entrepreneurial yeah. spirit to make sure that I progressed yeah. my career and everything else. <laughs>
So Tony, listen, that was an amazing start to the show. You know, you, you've got me laughing, you've got me smiling. Callum's still starstruck by the by the penthouse suite that I think he wants to move into. But let, let's talk about the here and now. You know, day true, free showrooms. Mm. Let's talk about where that came from, the Eureka moment, the highs, the lows, the laughs, the tears, and where it is now. So I suppose the, the Eureka moment was when we fell out with our business partners in Plug. <laughs> Hayley at that time had moved up to Leicester to, to, to be part of the business. We'd introduced kitchens into the, the business as well because that, you know, Haley's background. I love cooking, so kitchens are, are kind of an interest to me because, you know, a lot of kitchen people think about a kitchen as the furniture and what it looks like. For me, it's how you use it and how you cook in it. So I'm a, I'm a right appliance geek. Do you, do you have a, do you have a style that you that you cook to? Is there a certain fusion? No, or no, no. I love, I love cooking yeah. everything. I mean, I cook for myself last night, but I cook a meal for two. We buy these meals for twos in yeah. these boxes, and I, you know, fish, fish fishing paper with sweet potato last time. One of the nicest things I've ever cooked for myself, to be honest with you. And I text Haley saying, you've missed one of the yeah. nicest dinners I've ever cooked, to be honest. So, What'd she say? Um, okay. She, yeah, she, she didn't really care, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm, in Mar- I'm in Marrakesh. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah, I, I have text exchange like that with Jane quite regularly. You know I, mean? I get excited <laughs> about something that's really not that important. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's, so, so I am, a, you know, so I, so, Go back to the story. I, you know, I, I got into kitchens. I love kitchen, you know, and, I, and I've really gone to love the kitchen industry. So, fell out with the business partners. We literally closed the doors one day and said we're not coming back. Um, you know, proper, you know, went a bit legal and everything else. And I suppose that thing that I said earlier about when we said um, this would be great in London. You know, Haley had worked in London at CP Hart for the last 12, 13 years. She loved London. She was sort of, although she lived um, more Surbiton way, she, she spent a lot of time in London. And, and we sort of said, we was doing a bit of business in London. We said, well, let's, let's try it in London. And um, I bumped into a couple of mates in a pub one night who were business people in Leicester who said, what are you doing now? They were in the industry as well. And I, and I said, look, I don't know. I said, we're thinking about opening some showrooms in London. And he said, you know what? I'll back you. I said, I've got no money. I've lost it all. Um, he says, I'll back you. you know, he says, I've got a mate who might get involved as well. He says, let's have a look. So I remember, I remember the day because it was Valentine's Day. And we came down and we looked at five or six showrooms. Um, and we ended up finding the one in Maida Vale. And, and although Maida Vale is, is probably not a, a classic area for a kitchen and bathroom showroom, the space we found was amazing. And weirdly enough, Valentine's Day, we kind of fell in love with the space. Um, and you know we, we took it on um we did a bit of due diligence um it, there was a lot of chimneys a lot of people it was on a crossroads that sort of with the crossroads between st john's wood notting hill queen's park and little venice so we knew it was a good area on the boundaries of amstead and everything else so, that's what i mean i mean you you are in your in your own world you're 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 a seven or eight iron away from all the all the target postcodes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah and 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 for me again i'm a great believer in it. if if you if you're doing something different, they will come. Will come. They will yeah. come. You know, there's a film, isn't there? I can't remember what it is. Kevin, Kevin Costa. Costa. Yeah, he builds yeah, a baseball yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you build it, they yeah. will come. Uh, it's one of my best mate, my best mate Nick's favourite films. That. Um, and it's, is he a listener to the Floyd Jones show? He will be. He will be. Now, yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, I'll make sure of that. Um, but he, um, you know, if you do something different, they'll come. And, and you know, and you you go even now. You go to the space in Maida Vale on our first birthday. We got a. Um, 
a, a, a what's become a world famous street artist called Finn Dak to come and do a mural on the wall. Best three days of my working, my my business, you know, yeah. owning a business life. Those three days were so exciting, so inspiring. This guy painting this awesome thing on the side of the wall, which was causing a bit of controversy, which I'm not quite right. sure quite yeah. like. Yeah, you know, I guess that. And and but also a lot of people loved it as well. You, and you did it, you did it bring him to the village. No, we've talked about it to be honest yeah. with you. We talked about doing something yeah. on the wall that's next okay. to where the conservatory yeah. is. Um, I shouldn't call it conservatory. Mm. Haley will kill me for calling yeah. it conservatory. We can um, edit that if you want. <laughs> we might just leave it in just to get you a bit of grief. You know what I mean? But yeah, the atrium, yeah. as it's called, um, it, we did. We have talked about it actually. But but it, but it just caused you know it, it, it was just all about coming into the market well, just disrupting it a little yeah. bit yeah. Yeah, yeah and and i suppose that's what you know we try to continue to do probably in a in a more um, considered way now but but but, in, uh, but but still try to what i suppose what we're really trying to do is redefine the market um the redefine the way kitchens and bathrooms are sold there's too many and particularly bathroom and kitchen and bathroom design there's too many people there's too many ex-car salesmen that do a two-week cad course and call themselves kitchen and bathroom yeah. designers, and really we need to, to we, we we need to. There, there is actually, I mean, take that ob- obviously, level. you know, as, as as well as hosting the podcast, we've got we've got a lot of recruitment experience in the room, and, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people in in the world of KBB and design where you know it's boxes in line and it's a it's a route to a south, you know, yeah. it's a process, and, and 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 that can work in some it can work in some arenas, and it's got fully respect for it, it generates a lot of money, but, but when, you're, when you're looking at doing something that stands you out, you, you are doing it different. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and you know, I want to talk about it here. So, so if I'm interested in a, in, you know, in, in a certain jet stream bath or a, or, or a very trendy shower, I, I can come here and just have a wash, can't I? You can, you can actually come and use it. I mean, yeah. that's what we've I done. mean, that's genius. You know, it's not just, I mean, we own, just going back to the design thing, we only employ trained designers. Mm. People that have got a design degree, we, we only, we only employ them because we feel as though there's got to be an integrity of everything that we do is coming from a proper design background. But then the working spa in the basement, we had a space that allowed us to do that because we also believe in about the products. We also believe that every all of our designers have to be, and we spend a lot of time training the team um, about you know learning about the products and understanding the products and the technology and everything behind them and then the next journey of that the next step of that is we'll try it yeah Don't, let's not just talk about it you know we're talking about a steam room and the benefits and how it works you know come and come for a couple of hours sit in a steam room see what it's like stand under a shower that gives you a proper a medical massage on mm. your back because we, we, you know you know, I didn't show you that, but we've got two massive pumps. Callum's you know, we've got yeah. <laughs> we've got two massive pumps in the in the in you know downstairs that have got the right water pressure. Yeah. So if someone is going to try it, they're really going to see a what they need to do, but what mm. it, it, what it feels like, sort of thing. So what's the future for for day trip? Um, the future is what you've just mentioned. We want the day floof true philosophy of being design makes a difference to go into that uh, professional market, you know, developers, supporting interior designers, architects. Um, we've just done a massive project, or for us a massive project in Belfast, 36 apartments, where we did the kitchens and bathrooms, but we ended up doing the whole space similar to this apartment as well. You know, they've had phenomenal success selling them off plan, the, the, the marketing helped that as well. 
Um, and I suppose it's it's it, we, you know the you know in fact we've got you guys um, we're just starting looking for a business development manager to start going out to that professional market and um, we're calling it day true together working with day true together sort of thing and 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 talking about who day true are and how day true can help these people whether it's a whole scheme whether it's individual products whether it's with design support um, it's always about selling products we want to sell kitchens and bathrooms um, and we say home at the end because it's a nice word but it allows us to to move into mm. everything else or not move into everything it takes else. you to the whole design yeah, yeah. Gets but, you but, but, but ultimately our speciality is kitchens and bathrooms yeah. day true has a unique approach to life it's based on a fundamental belief that good design should be available to everyone because when done well it has the potential to improve happiness and well-being from our showrooms in Maida Vale, Chelsea and Wimbledon Village, we help homeowners create better spaces, designers achieve their vision and developers offer something distinctively different. Visit daytrue.com to find out more. Daytrue is kitchens, bathrooms, home. Tony, what, what I want to talk about now is football, football club, football team. Yeah. I want to know why a Leicester boy, <coughs> about my age, is a Liverpool FC fan. Talk to me about your football team. It's a simple story. I'm a glory boy. <laughs> That's what my mates would tell you. Um, no, That's a real story. The truth is, um, my dad, who was um, was a um, a um, lived his life, let's say, um, spent a little bit of time in prison, and he had a tattoo on his arm which said Tom Liverpool on it, and this was apparently some guy who we met in prison who was called Tom from Liverpool. And it always read, Dad, what's that on your arm? Why does it say Tom Liverpool? Well, apparently there's a guy roaming around Liverpool with Eric Lester on his arm. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean if he's listening to the well, show, we're trying to get him to get him to Whether he's still alive, yeah. unfortunately, my dad's not. But, you know, it's um, if he's still alive, God, I'd love to meet him, to be honest with you. So, weirdly, that resonated with me. And then 1977 is the reason yeah. I support Liverpool. You know, it was the first, I was six years old, it was the first real game that I'd watched on TV when they won the European Cup. Uh, my dad was my dad supported him as well. Whether it was out to do with Tom, I don't know. But um, and, and 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 truthfully, ever since 1977, mm. I've always always been a Liverpool fan. So. But it, but it's been given to you. I mean, again, another another surreal commonness in a way is that I'm a Fulham fan because of prison. Um, not myself, but my granddad. He um, he was um, yeah. He spent some time in, in prison, yeah. and when he and he was like from that Fulham generation that really didn't decide whether they put Fulham or Chelsea. They just watched both. You know, there wasn't a rival. Yeah, so yeah. go and watch both. But when he came out of prison, he was in a little drinking club in Shoulders Road, off North End Road, and um, he's walking home to the betting shop, and he bumps into Johnny Haynes and a couple of other Fulham players, and he, and he loved Johnny Haynes as a player. And Johnny Haynes gave him a few bob, right? He gave, he gave him some money and said, "Look, you know, I've heard you just got out. You know, yeah. look after yourself. School, don't don't yeah. be an idiot. You know, yeah. don't go back in." And he said, "From that moment, he was Fulham." So growing up where I said I grew up, I could hear the shed singing. Yeah, yeah. They were a first division team. I was going to watch Fulham in fourth division, third division, and uh, I was used to look back at that and think, "You can't change your team." But going back to what you said with Eric Leicester, or Eric Leicester and John Liverpool, Eric Leicester and Tom Liverpool, yeah, yeah. Eric Leicester and Tom Liverpool. Tom Liverpool gave you probably in the eighties the greatest team in the universe because they they were awesome, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, and, and that was my team, I suppose. You know, it was um, you know from the seventies, eighties, it was. 
we, and, and I suppose that's you know why I, I continued supporting them because you know they were they were always winning they were always on TV a lot less than it is now but they you know so that momentum was there I mean and I used to I mean I remember I used to love going to school and being the Liverpool fan mm. with all my mates being Leicester fans and everything else and it's not so good now I went to school in Fulham and and as growing up there was more definitely be more. Liverpool fans in, in our year than there was Fulham fans, yeah, yeah. you know, and we, we went to school right next to Bishop's Park, yeah, yeah. you know, so we were next to Clayton Cottage. And, and it's no different to the late 80s, 90s, you know, there's a, like, that's where all the Man U fans have yeah. come from, all the, all the, you know, you see them now, all the people who are, I don't know, 25 to 35 are all Man U fans mm. now, you know, so it's... They, they uh, think they're having a bad season now, they're not in the top four, you know, it's, oh, yeah, a, it's yeah, like, it's Jesus, you would have come really. on the journey we've been in, but, <laughs> but you, you talk about, you talk about Liverpool, Liverpool in the past, I mean... Looking at Liverpool recently, um, you know, Klopp's been amazing, hasn't he? I mean, you say that the, the, the team of the, the, you know, the 70s, 80s is the, the, one of the greatest teams ever. I genuinely think um, that, that, that this Liverpool team could yeah. go on a similar you, journey. You, go back, you, know, you had your Grobola, your Nicol, your Hanson, Lawrence. And, uh, yeah, Dal Dal yeah, Leach was my favourite player. Oh, what player. In fact, that's what I was trying to find you on the phone earlier. I got There's you and King Kenny. Me and King Kenny oh, that's, that's at, at, Chel- at Cheltenham last that's, year. That's a rascal so. suit, suit and waistcoat combo, Tony. Yeah, it's it's going to get an outing yeah. this weekend, actually, because I'm at Cheltenham this weekend. Which yeah, is, but it's there's a, another love of mine, horse racing, yeah. or jump racing, to be honest with you. So... Um, Cam's thinking who's King Kenny. No, he must <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's from a football family. He'll, right. know, he'll, know, he'll know who King so, Kenny so, is. So, so Kenny Dalgleish is my absolute ultimate okay. full-time sport well, you, You've asked, you, you've asked him, a question so. one in a quiz, so I'm going to change that and give you a more, give you a more detail. <laughs> right, okay. so, have, have you stood in the cop and sang the Never Walk Alone? Yeah, I have, yeah. Just recently, really. Well, so, 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 great thing. Daughter decided to go Liverpool University. Yeah, it was like ching ching yeah. so uh, I've got you know I've, I've, I've ended up becoming very good friends with quite a few Liverpool fans I live near yeah. Notting Hill um, just off down the outskirts of Notting Hill and we're, there's a group of us that go and watch all the games yeah. and, and we one of them's one of the lads is from Liverpool and I go up to Liverpool a lot now with him to see the games he he generously gets me tickets at times and I've got another guy who used to be in the industry talking about you know part of the family you know being in a bigger team Martin Mongan who used to be the um, the MD of Hans Grower mm. he's a big Liverpool fan he gets me tickets and stuff like that now and again you know I've known him for 20 odd years now and stuff it's so. interesting I was listening to Talk Sport this morning and um, Robbie Fowler was on and obviously you know they've got, got Rob God whatever you God, know. Yeah, yeah. So, know so, so Robbie's on right and and I'm sitting there thinking it's, it's quite it's quite surreal yeah I'm going to be talking to Tony about football and, and I thought you know I could get Fulham into it this is perfect I, I've got a way of getting Fulham into it so um, when Robbie Fowler was 17 years old, he made his debut at Craven Cottage. Right. It was another one of them Milk Cup games. It might have been the Coca-Cola Cup. Yeah. It was one of them. Tuesday night, and we lost. We were losing 1-0. Uh, Robbie Fowler came off the bench at 17 in the second half. He scored two, and we nicked a goal towards the end. It was 3-1. So a week later, we went up to Anfield, and you think Fulham wouldn't take that many, but we, you know, it's Fulham playing Liverpool. We've been there once before, when I was really young, and we lost 10-0. Yeah, that was about 86, something like that. Yeah, okay. I kind of half remember that. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's yeah. quite a big thing, losing 10 nil. Yeah. So, so, you know, no, no, no disrespect to your, your team, no, no, no disrespect to Southampton, what Leicester did the other day. But when, yeah, you, go amazing, in, that, when, yeah. when you go into to the Robbie Fowler story, so the next week he plays us, so Fulham travelled up, and we were a very bad fourth division. It was called the third division. We were a very, very bad third division, fourth division yeah. team, because the Premier League was there. We lose 5 nil. Robbie Fowler scores all five. 
So, so in his first game, game in a bit of football, he scored seven goals, which gives him a decent introduction to Liverpool faithful, courtesy of Fulham. There you go. Yeah. And I just sat there, I thought, I'm going to mention that with Tony. Oh, thanks for that, I'll because it that, probably it. made him the player he was for. Yeah, I, don't, and, I think To be so. honest with you, and also, I think he left Liverpool too early and, you know, and everything I, I else, think injuries, and, and then he was talking about, he's just got his book out. Oh, actually, he's got his book out, and, um, and he was talking about it there. But, but I've, I've been to Anfield a lot, and, and Anfield's special. You know, and I've, I've watched Fulham lose 3-1 there. I've watched us grab, grab a draw. I remember after the last time, well, the last time, the time before last, I went there and um, I got into a player's bar after I met some of the players. And, and it was just, you know, watching my boy who was 21 when he was about, I don't know how old he was, about six or seven. And he was like, you know, he was down there talking to like Sammy Hippie's little girl and they were playing on a little Xbox. You're thinking, this is, this is really, really surreal. But he got more excited on the way out when he bumps into full of Barry Owls on the way out. Yeah. But that's 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 because I'm thought, like like anyone, my two children were dips into their football club. Yeah, yeah. But but I think you go to Anfield it's special. And you know I think, we, I think we I think we have the ability sometimes, I mean I know it's a saying, but we have the ability sometimes to suck the ball into the net. No, you, you know, down but, that but there, there's, there, there is a feeling there. Yeah and, and the, the old stadium has it, but you're you're walking past someone's garden, they got you know the, the kids are kicking the football around but it's the history, the field uh, and, and you won't you can't get that with modern stadium. No. You know, you can't. So so I mean I went to St Andrews at the weekend and you know it, it's 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 in a bad way, Birmingham City Football Ground, but but there's still something Real, real about, about it, it and yeah, raw yeah. about it. Yeah, and that's it. I suppose Liverpool is that it's still real, it's yeah. still there, it's still stuck in the middle of all these um, um, houses, you know, terraced houses and everything. How, did you, how did you feel last season with a record points total, not not to not to be lifting the Premier League title? I'd have felt worse if we'd not won the Champions League. Yeah, um, it softened the blow. Yeah, it did, it did soften the blow. Yeah. To be honest, and, and, and ultimately that's all we want. You know, yeah. it's we want that we want to win the Premiership. You know, it, it, it's it's too long since it's. You know, Leicester have won it since Liverpool yeah. won it, which obviously hurts me a lot, and I get a lot of grief for it. Um, so, so we need to win the Premiership. I'm not going to say it's Brendan, going to be this Brendan Rodgers was unlucky that season when when Gerard tried yeah, the ball. But, but again, you make your own luck, don't Did you? Did you see Marino take the credit for yeah. it on Sunday? Yeah. I thought it was quite. Yeah, oh, but, but 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 he's gold. He's Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so so yeah. when you've got you know, Tyson Fury's like, you know, there's some people that just have that charisma where they just command it. Yeah. And and they can command it. But but I think do you see Gerard as a as a future manager for? Yeah. Without I think without question yeah. to be honest with you, I think although there is, I, I heard a rumor that he was talking about maybe going to. Um, to Everton, um, which I, I, I couldn't—I mean, it was probably just a rumor, which I couldn't really believe, mm. to be honest. With you, it's but. interesting though, isn't it? Because because a lot of those boys, like um, like Carragher, um, Fowler, they all grew up Everton fans. You know, they, they yeah. grew up Everton fans, yeah. and then their love for Liverpool come from playing for the team. Yeah, whereas yeah. their you know their fam their families are quite staunch. You know, it's quite staunch blue. Well, you're blue or red, aren't you? You you, you cut by one the other. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you don't yeah. get yeah. many Fulham fans who grow up Liverpool. I went yeah. to the um, I went to the Dar- I mean, that was a great experience. I went to the derby last year actually, Anfield, yeah. and stood in the cop, and it was there when Origi scored the yeah. goal in the yeah, fourth minute of extra yeah. time. Dramatic, wasn't it? Yeah, the where the uh, is that when Klopp ran on the pitch? Not, yeah, where Pickford yeah. Uh, ticked it onto the bar, yeah. and then Origi because Klopp ran on because the keeper done something with the ball. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, I genuinely thought I was going to die in the cop that yeah. day. It went mental. My glass—I was holding onto my glasses. I ended up about four rows away from where I started. It went crazy to me, and that's I suppose the passion of of what the cop. Did you? Yeah, I mean, everything. do you think VAR's taking it out of it? I think it, I mean for the benefits of people listening on audio. <laughs> yeah, I, I am doing the, I'm yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. box. There you go. It's a. Uh, <laughs> 
I think it's the right thing for the future. Yeah. I think it needs a lot of work. Yeah. Me personally, I'd go to a three goes a team, a bit like tennis, where you get three attempts yeah. where either the manager or the captain can make a decision and cricket yeah. um, and do it that way. I think it needs screens. Yeah. Um, so everyone definitely can see screens. what's going on. I think, well. I think it works in it works in it works in cricket. It works in tennis. Works in rugby. It's exceptional in rugby. I was going to come yeah, on to yeah, that. Yeah. But rugby is stop and start. It allows that to happen. Yeah. And the communication of the rugby refs is exceptional. You know that that's what makes it makes it there. So so I think we needed goal line technology. We've got goal line technology. Yeah. I think we need to know if someone is onside or offside, if it's a foul or not it's a foul, but when you're saying it's not a goal because your shoelace or your toenail is slightly ahead, you're losing that little bit of subjectiveness and, and you're losing that magic. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't care about Man City win or lose, but there's a couple of times when, you know, when, when, when we're celebrating the goal, you're not celebrating yeah, yeah. the goal, well, you're I not mean, doing I mean, that was, you know, and, you know, I sit here now, for me, um, Trent handballed it. Yeah. I mean, Silver handballed it before Trent, yeah. so there's that whole argument where where does the foul happen first? But you're right because we we nearly lost then the amazing passion of Fabino going up, yeah. scoring a worldie, and then we've got to stop yeah. and then we're about. And you talk about probably the most iconic moment in Premier League history, the Aguero. Yeah. yeah. Well, what would happen if we are on that moment? You know, because would that still have been a goal? Probably. Would there have been a delay? Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. It was, I mean, he was arguably offside when Mario Balotelli put it through. So you're, 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 what, what it's in danger of doing, and this is where I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I think we need technology, but you're taking away that moment which I go to football for. There's that special moment when the ball hits the net that you want to celebrate. Yes, that is, and and that the, is that special moment. Yeah. And then that ultimately is what... Don't get me wrong, if you've about. scored against us and, like, and you've yeah. celebrated, it's been disallowed, I'm going to celebrate that. that but, 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 but ultimately, you're right. Mm. Football's about scoring goals. Yeah. As part of that scoring the goal is the celebration. I think, obviously, money pays a big part in it. Mm. And, and I suppose, ultimately, you've got to decide what's right. Is getting the correct decision right the most important thing? Or is it having this passion and everything else? Was Jeff first goal in VAR? Well, it wouldn't have been. Wouldn't no, it? we won over the line. Was no, it? no, no, no. Yeah. It wouldn't have been. And so, so, and the Germans would argue then it's about getting the decision yeah. right. And, and and I would argue it's about getting the decision right as well. But ultimately, it's um, it's about getting it right, but in the right way. And actually, we're not getting decisions right. VAR is not getting decisions no. right at the minute. Julian Church & Associates is a South Coast based chartered surveyors practice providing flexible construction consultancy services. We work within the restaurant, hospitality and leisure sector but also within retail, showroom and customer interface spaces. Whatever its scale, we have a proven track record of delivering projects on time and within budget. Contact us today on 01903 533 So, it's the Foy and Jones penalty shootout. I got excited, banging the drum and broke the microphone again. <laughs> From a penalty shootout perspective, I had, I had five questions. I'm going to make them six because you've answered the first one with right. King Kenny. Yeah. All right. Who's your favourite? Question number, penalty number two. Who's your favourite player right now, present? Salah, I reckon. I think Salah, but I like VBD as well. So, I'll tell you what, I love them all, to be honest yeah. with you at the minute. But so I like Salah because I love his direct style of play, mm. I think. I just, and I like his I song. he's injured. You yeah. like his song? I like his song. Mo Salah. Mo yeah, running down the wings. James, sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. What's the best goal you've ever seen? Question three. Ooh. King Kenny's against Chelsea. 1-0 to win the league where he chests it down and volleys it in from, you know, the penalty spot area when he was just... I think 
he was either player manager there or it was the year he was just about to become player manager. Okay. You mentioned Mo Salah's song. Yeah. All right. Everyone knows the iconic "You'll Never Walk Alone" song. Yeah. Which we're going to use as the topic, the title for this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your the, the song that just makes you laugh the most that you hear from the cop or you hear from the fans? Uh, <laughs> I probably can't repeat it. Um, what makes me laugh the most? Yeah. Um, there's the um, there's the Bobby Firmino song, which is because it just goes on and on and on, repeats, repeats, repeats. Um, that's a good song. Um, I also there's a song about uh, the Manchester clubs as well, which which I'm smiling because I know it's my youngest daughter who's 15. Favorite song, and there's there's a bit of swearing in it, and it's very yeah. derogatory of the two Manchester but that's teams. That's what football's about, though. Yeah, and I remember we t- I took I took the girls, myself, Haley, and the two girls went to the charity field against Man yeah. City this year, and um, when we was walking up Wembley Way, there was thousands of Liverpool supporters and about four Man City fans and that was the song that we were singing to these four Man City fans walking up the, you know, the way and my daughter loved it because she was 15 and swearing and into the football I think one of the ones that, one of the ones that I always resonate with Liverpool for when they come to Craven Cottage is when the fields of Anfield Road when they do that because it's a Seeking Kenny play it's just, yeah, yeah. It, it just seems to be like bang it's just one of those you know. and there's certain ones that do it City with Blue Moon do it Pompey Pat. there's certain the club, you know, and you just go yeah fair play like Stoke with Delilah funnily enough yeah, it's just yeah. a song that really really comes in yeah, so no, favourite player past was King Kenny yeah. favourite player present is Mo Salah Mo Salah running down the wing yeah. um, favourite song other than the obvious ones are, are some of these derogatory ones towards Manchester yeah. um, you said about the best goal was King Kenny to win the league Yeah. what's been your th- that moment as a Liverpool fan that just made you the ground want to swallow up and brought tears to your eyes sadness pain misery um Hillsborough, really, you know. I mean, I remember Hillsborough. I was I was watching it at home with my stepdad, um, and you didn't really know what was going on at first, um, and you sort of seen it, and you, you you knew something was right, and then it's you know after twenty odd minutes, you, all of a sudden you kind of got the feel that you know it, this was serious, you yeah. know. They, I mean, and I don't think we you'd ever we ever thought at that time there was going to be the number of deaths and everything that was. But we knew some, you know, you knew something was serious, and you got transfixed by it. And it's everything so else. it's actually just just mentioning the word sobering. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've watched Fulham play there a couple of times, and and it's still quite eerie. You yeah. know, you know, f- football isn't. That, you know, I know what Shanky said. You know, it's yeah, not more yeah. than life and death, is it? And no. we did that on a charity walk. You know, it's not. You know, football's there and it gives you belief, it gives you it gives you emotion. So we're going to end the shootout. We're going to go from the, the we're going to go from the goals and the jokes and the and the sobering sobering subject there. So will Liverpool FC be lifted up a Premier League title in May? Yes. There we go. We've got that cannon. We've got it down. That's the end of the Foy and Joe shootout. That's the end of the Liverpool section. Tony Robson, you'll never walk alone. Thank you. Thank you. So Tony, I've got to say it on behalf of Callum and everyone at Point Jones, you've been a brilliant guest. I've been I've been stalking you to get to get you on the show. Um, the, the new show we're opening, the, the love of football and personality means you're someone that I want to I want you to get to know better. There are things between us that I guess are similar, which is why we get on. Yeah, why I like what you yeah. do and, and vice versa. Yeah. But 
let's give you the chance now to talk to talk to our listeners, talk to my social media connections, your connections about day true and like that, you know, the closing message. Well, I suppose it's it's people. I suppose it's people to realise that we're trying to do something different. You know, it goes back to that trying to be a little bit different phrase that I use a lot, you know, and I want people to understand that, you know, not only are we, you know, we want to sell kitchens and bathrooms and home and kitchens and bathrooms, but we want to do it in an enjoyable way. We want, we want our, we want um, our clients to become our friends, which a lot of them do. Um, we want it to be an enjoyable process. We want it to be an honest process because that's very much where we come from, um, and and ultimately as well, you know, we, you know, we, we you, you know, you guys do recruitment as well, and we're looking for a person and everything else. I want the same for the team. I want the t- I want to create a culture within the business where the team love working for Day True. Um, you know, where the team talk about working for Day True. I don't want to use consultants. Um, if if the truth be known, I want people to be queuing up, waiting mm. to to work for Daytree because they've heard how what a great place it is to work and everything else from from the team and everything else. So it's um, I suppose I suppose I want people to come and give us a chance and realise mm. how different we are really because um, I do believe that we're redefining the way kitchens and bathrooms are sold. Um, I do think that um, I do think that we are different. I think we offer a, a different product. Mm. I think we offer a product that is far more personal than the brand sell and everything else. Okay, Tony. So, so, so the future of day true is not to have people like me in your showroom. It's to have, have a convey about the people out there wanting to, wanting to work, to work for us. For us. Yeah, yeah. Where I can help you because I'm different is I can help vet them to make sure you get the best of the best. Come and work for you. So yeah, we no, can, no, I get that. And, yeah. I, and I like your platform, yeah. your video. Platform, no, you get, and, and you're going to be using that. Yeah. And we're working with you to, to to bring this business development manager in. That's that's ongoing at the moment, and we're and we're doing that with technology. So it doesn't commit too much of your time. You you you're 85, 90 percent likely to to want to employ the people you're meeting because you're putting the time in before you meet. Them. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and that's that's what recruitment should be about. Ultimately, we're a business that should support you when you need support. Not because you can't do it yourself. If you do it yourself, why do you think me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, that, and that's that's how like, that's where we come from. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's kind of where I, what yeah. I'm saying is, is, is we're using you guys because we don't have the time or anything else. If we've got this conveyor belt, great. Will we ever have yeah. that? Who knows? So who knows, uh, mate? T- Tony Robson, Liverpool FC. The do you know what I like? I'm going to sum this up. Okay, this is a bit. I'm going, to, I'm going to sum this podcast up like this. We've got to know the corporate Tony Robson. The Tony Robson away from work, the entrepreneurial Tony Robson. You spoke about your love of Liverpool FC. You're doing something special here at Day True, which I would encourage anyone to come and have a butcher's at because it is it is different and it does have a wow factor. Yeah. yeah. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.